Russell. It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, it's good to see you back in here. Uh, I'll be honest though, yesterday uh, on location, uh, Myrtle Beach was was pretty fun though. I can imagine that was probably a whole lot better. I tell everybody, there's a lot of places I'd like to do a show and this is, this is right up there, WKVL, but... On the balcony of a hotel room, kind of beaching it up, wasn't bad. No, I can imagine that being nice. Wasn't bad. But, uh, you, you know, it's always fun to have uh, have guests in. And, again, appreciate you coming back in, man. Yeah. Uh, again, the uh, the daytime grind has really uh, changed the, the landscape. It a has moved bit. things around quite a bit. Yeah. And and next week, um, again, you were aware before it kind of went public, the, the grind will shift. Uh, to the afternoon, pretty excited about that. I, I think uh, the opportunities for uh, remote location kind of things, similar to what I did yesterday, uh, will be on the table. Uh, it, again, it will take some extra manning back here at the studio, but uh, again, there's there, it's a whole lot easier to get manning uh, from 5 to 6 p.m. than it is from 6 to 7 a.m. I, I, I can see that. Now, again, give kudos yesterday to Mr. Eddie Roy, uh, who came in, uh, the voice Eddie Roy, as Booner used to call him, uh, coming in and, and manning the uh, the controls and kind of getting me in and out of breaks uh, there yesterday. But, uh, but Jeff left a lot of meat on the bone uh, yesterday's show because really we just talked about um, uh, the NBA Finals, the Lakers, the whole, the whole championship, getting the fourth ring for LeBron, a couple other guys getting their second ring with their second franchise. Um, opportunities to kind of, you know, moving forward for Anthony Davis, et cetera. We talked a little bit of baseball and we really just talked, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee football and then high school football in the area. So left a lot of meat on the bone talking about all the, the upsets and the near upsets, uh, from the weekend, uh, in, in the college ranks and then, and didn't talk any NFL. And then, uh, obviously the, uh, NLCS got underway last night and it's, uh, I don't want to say that it's a shocking thing because I think when you're in the NLCS, when you're in the championship series of your division or of your league, there's always the opportunity for you to win or lose. I mean, because it's the two best teams in your, your league at that point. Uh, but I'll be honest, the Braves, to, to pretty much uh, put their thumb on, on the Dodgers noggin for a minute and, and beat them 5-1, to one, that, that kind of shocked me last night. I'm, I'm pulling for the Braves, to be honest. I, I, they're young. They're, they, they're definitely playing with a chip on their shoulder. I've had some fun reading some of the stories, like with Acuna and uh, – Albies and Freddie Freeman. Yeah. He, it, with, Acuna got, what, plunked in the one game? What was it, with the Marlins? And uh, And he said the team came alive after that. And it for me, that's that's the kind of stuff I like reading. And, you know, there, there's that little bit of, you know, after he got hit, they kind of came alive and came back, won the game, and then ultimately ended up winning the series, you know. 
So, so that's another thing that the Braves have going for them. And I, I'm rocking the Braves hat in in studio because, like I said yesterday, some people will say you can't do that. Well, I am. Uh, they said you can't have two teams. I was like, well, there's two leagues. Sure. Why can't you have an American League team and a National League team? And and so anyway, I'm pulling for them. They've won six straight games in the postseason. They've yeah. yet to lose in the postseason. I mean, they're um, they're they're really playing good ball right now. To say hey. the bats, the bats are what's keeping them going. Oh yeah, they are. They Their are. Pitching's been good. The epitome of of hot Atlanta. Yeah, they are rocking it. But uh, but kind of a, a you know all the different dynamics that that go into to postseason baseball. It, it just it just kind of floors me a little bit. That uh, you you look at the the Dodgers and we talked about it, uh, you, you know, yesterday uh, a little bit in the fact that the Dodgers their overall record in the regular season best best sixty game slate in, in Major League Baseball, uh, it means nothing now. Nope. I mean, it's everybody's like, oh man, the Dodgers were forty three and seventeen, which is stupid, which is amazingly crazy good. Um, and, and the Braves were, I think they had the third best record in the National League at 35 and 25. I mean, there's a gap there. I mean, there's a like a need an elevator to get there kind of gap. Yeah, but somebody didn't tell that to the Braves, though. Oh, I'm fine with it. Like, and, and, and that's that's the key is the is they need to know that that hey, this is this is wiped clean. Forget about their record. We're hitting better than they are. We know it. Keep it going. What what I liked was is the Braves came out and in the first inning took the lead. They said, "Listen, listen. There's no grace period because you had the best record in the regular season. There's no grace period because you're the historic Dodgers. We're gonna come out here and put one on you quick." And 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 I thought they were playing aggressive early on. It's almost like they were. You, you, again, I can relate to Jeff with NASCAR because you, you know when the rain's in the area. And all of a sudden, it's like the middle of the race, but all of a sudden, it's the end of the race. Yep. And they start turning it up, and they're like, you know what? It's The Braves were almost playing like there was about to be a really long rain delay. They're yeah. like, we've got to get on the board now. And uh, they were they were stealing bases and, and really forcing the Dodgers to be perfect defensively. And I thought that really put them on the ropes a little bit. Got the 1-0 lead in the first inning, and then, then had three scoreless on both sides of the card. And then the Dodgers line it up and even it in the fifth inning, and it just really kind of – it just stagnates right there. And it's grinded out kind of baseball where you sit here and you go, every pitch could be that one that either blows your side of the card open or the one that loses you the baseball game. Yep. And so they went eight innings in that very 1-1 situation, or they went to the eighth inning uh, with a 1-1 count, and then the Braves in the in the ninth inning – I. I'm I didn't catch it because again we were trying to unload and get get everything back in house, uh, but uh, they score four in the ninth in the top of the ninth and the Dodgers can't answer uh, to finish this one off. They really just at the end of the night said, you know what, we're out of here. And I and I think that's why I give them the edge because they've got that offense they can do that. You know when they decide, you know what, I think it's time for us to put it away. All of a sudden you just put up four, just. Bam, yeah, there you go. Top of the ninth, Austin Riley uh, homers the center field, and I think that, that puts the pressure, right, on that pitcher for, for the Dodgers. And then Ozuna singles the right field, which gets Acuna in. He scores there. And then Albies, Ozzy Albies, says, uh, let's, just clean the, let's just clean the bases. He homers the center field, gets Ozuna and himself in, and there you go. There's four runs. That's how they're going to do it. I mean, they're just – 
You know a name that you don't hear right there and they just beat the best record in baseball? Hmm. Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Who is the odds on? I mean, he's the next Chipper Jones. He's the next face of the Braves. He's the next, you know, there for a hundred years guy. I can see that. And he's not on that card. If you look at his season stats, though, I mean, this cat does everything but the flashy stuff. Like, he's the hard worker. He's the base hit when you need it. He's the always going to be on when Acuna's ready to rock one out. You, you know what I'm saying? He's in the mix every single game. And I think having that level of consistency makes you have to pitch to a guy like Ozuna. Yeah. It makes you have to pitch to a guy like Austin Riley, who is a, is a phenom in his own right. I mean, came in like gangbusters a couple years ago from the minors. But um, I, I like what they're doing. I don't think they're going to be able to to sweep the Dodgers. I really don't. Uh, I think I think winning six straight games is a, is a feat in itself. And if you if you get to if you get to winning that nine, if you win two, three, yeah, if you win nine straight games, getting to the World Series. Uh, go ahead and start the etching process because the Braves are going on. Oh yeah, that's, but that's but I don't think huge. that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's going to happen. The Dodgers, there's a reason why they had the best record in baseball. There's a reason why they're they're sitting here in the National League Championship Series, really, uh, really geared up the way they they have been for most of the season. And one top of the inning really blew this game apart. But yeah. it was one one going to the ninth. I mean, it, it's so it's a battle of titans, if you will. They're, these are two; these are the two best teams in the National League at this point, no doubt about it. This isn't last year's Nationals come in at the seventh seed and, and work their way in. This is this is two big boy baseball teams, and and they're battling. It should be fun to watch too. I, I think so. I, I think so. And I'm I'm rooting for the Braves. Like I said, they've uh, you know they went a long time and won their division every year, and then would go to the playoffs and get get you know dropped in the first round or get dropped in the wild card or get dropped in the divisional round uh so for them to really kind of show themselves uh i think that speaks volumes but uh uh i figured you would uh you would already have bashed me for for uh for my yankees but you haven't no and that's that's i mean i'm pulling for the braves and i like the pirates they're in the same conference i i just what about them rays <laughs> That 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 doesn't surprise me because no, I mean the Astros got in with a losing record, and the Rays I mean they had the best record in in the American in League. the American League yeah they were forty and twenty in in the in the regular yeah. season which is which is dynamite and and uh, the Astros like you said twenty nine and thirty one get into the playoffs kind of as as the last straw right um, the, or as jude calls them and I, i've taken this from him so again this is a jude ellison exclusive right here the trash throws Ooh, that's good is that not the fun i like thing? that it's like doom 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 trash throws yeah but uh love it uh but uh he's the rays beat them a couple nights ago and and again the rays took care of the yankees i mean really kind of silenced a, a bronx bombers team that that reinvented that name you, you know what I'm saying? Everybody on the lineup, one through nine, could knock one out. Actually, everyone, one through nine, did knock one out. They had At one time, they had 14 different hitters that had hit home runs. Hmm. You only play nine. Wow. So that just tells you what the Yankees had been capable of doing and what the Rays shut down. Well, anyway, the Rays gets the win in the Divisional Series, moves on to the Championship Series. Well, they're seeing the Astros. And I'm like, well – yeah, I get it, the Trastros, I get the 17, what they had done, and I get that you know, they've kind of been smacked on the wrist. They don't have their, their manager that they had in those times for their World Series runs. 
but they still have they still have a lot of those players. Oh yeah. So, I mean, what what happened to them? Isn't anything. No, it's it's an asterisk at best that yeah, will be removed later it, in time. But, exactly. But but what I'm saying is they had historical relevance that they had been in this at this tier in the playoffs before. So in my book, that means something, and I felt like they would come in and go, okay, here we're going to toy with you the Rays, and then they're going to sneak out with a two-one game one win or something like that. And the Astros kind of put pressure on the Rays, and we see if they crack or not. Well, the Rays. They didn't read that book. No. The Rays have uh, come in and just said, you know what? We're going to play every game like it's an elimination game. We're going we're gonna to hit every game like it's an elimination game. And they're now sitting two games to none in the lead in the American League Championship Series. And, and the way the two games have played, uh, I, I, don't know that you, uh, I don't know that this thing makes it to six. I don't know that the Astros, they may get one, because blind squirrel find a nut every now and again. Right. But to me, the Rays, they come out of the gate. They put three runs on them game number two. They said game one wasn't a fluke. They literally looks across, they look across the way and say, you're going to have to run to beat us tonight. And they put three on them in the first inning. From that point on, Houston's chasing. You saw guys that, that normally are very structural hitters chasing pitches outside, doing different things putting popping up you know putting things in harm's way and uh, and I thought like I said psychologically the Rays won the game in the first inning yeah I I think this is going to be a very uphill battle for the Astros um I don't I think the Rays are on a mission and it's I think it'll be too much for them to get past to be honest I'm just sitting here and I'm like Rays Braves and 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 give a little shout out to one of our our listeners and sponsors, and, and actually pretty much an all-around just good dude, Brad White. He's a Tampa Bay Rays fan here in Maryville and has been and catches a lot of slack from anybody, really, uh, because he's a Rays fan, and it's finally coming home to roost for him. So I appreciate it. I like that he's a full-blown fan, but then on the flip side, he's he's getting rewarded this season. Yeah, yeah. and Even then, though they knocked off the Yankees. I mean, if you look at it, you, you had the lightning out of the NHL. Now you have the Rays with a chance from, you know, baseball. You think Tom Brady could could make the trifecta happen? Well, I mean, Lord knows he's going to give it a go. Yeah. He and he's got the pieces. Uh, unfortunately, they're they're pretty good actually now. They, what's impressive is that they can play from behind and still find a way to win. That's what's impressive. We shall see because that's the uh that's my that's my swan song for the Peyton Tom Brady. Uh, rivalry is that uh, Peyton did it at multiple places, but uh, anyway, who who knows? Uh, but I, I think as the baseball season progresses, I think Tampa Bay's strong, and if they win Game Three, I think they sweep them. Yeah, I think they take care of the Astros because honestly, I think <laughs> the Astros will be like, I don't know about this bubble deal. You know, baseball's trying to bubble up mm-hmm. and play in like three cities or whatever. I guess they're just in two cities now, but um, they're trying to you know kind of bubble up and. And I think the NBA kind of had an advantage because time it got to playoffs and kind of the time it got to the big boy time of of, of the season, you know, championship series slash finals, um, they were acclimated. I think, unfortunately, uh, where this has just been going on for about two weeks, um, baseball teams are still having acclimation problems. I honestly, and I'm not trying to put you know excuses out there because the Rays are a really good baseball team, but I think that impacted the Yankees. Not being able to play a couple of those games inside Yankee Stadium, I think, is a big deal. 
Uh, I think uh, I think that changed the dynamic a little bit, and I think some of these players, i.e. the Trastros, uh, they're they're having a hard time uh, getting getting kind of in the groove, if you will, and uh, and the Rays just um, <laughs> and and to their credit and to their to their dislike, you know, the Rays don't they're they're not a national brand per se, you know, they don't have a a following coast to coast. So the fact that they they've always been that team that didn't have a ton of fans in front of them. Uh, unless whoever was coming to town brought some fans with them. So I think that's playing to their advantage in this postseason. Yeah, it, the, the NHL and NBA, they had thought out what they wanted to do. They made the bubble happen from a very early position, and I think that's why they were so successful with it. You know, you have the NFL and, and you got the MLB that are just like, ah, we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> and then you get into the playoffs and you're like, hey, we really don't want to see whole teams get decimated. Let's do this. And, you know, I think it's affecting people, like you said. Um, it's hard to hard to change consistencies whenever there hasn't been any. And now you're expecting people to play in, in strange locations. And, you know, you're not seeing home games and stuff like that. And other people are getting – or other teams are getting affected more than others. I, I think you're spot on. So, so as tonight comes about, the Braves play the Dodgers in game number two. They're they're really trying to pepper this thing down. I think the the first game of the World Series is supposed to be uh, like the end of the week. I mean, they're they're wanting to really get this. Of course, if they go seven, then that that kind of throws out. But uh, the Braves and Dodgers hit game number two. They're they're playing in Arlington, Global Life Field. Uh, the Dodgers are favored by nearly a, a, a run and a half. Ian Anderson will take the mound for Atlanta. Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. I know Clayton kind of overcame a little bit and got a win there in the last series, and everybody said, oh, maybe he broke the curse. But to me, that's almost a tenth man for for the Braves tonight. And and maybe I just jinxed them. But to me, uh, knowing the, the, the heat that's coming off the bats for the Braves – uh, to me, I got to go with the Braves tonight because one, they've won six in a row, and I don't think they've given me any reason not to pick them. But uh, two, Clayton Kershaw postseason, uh, they haven't always uh, saw eye to eye. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I like the Braves also. I I, I look to see this as, as as a close win. Um, I think the Braves will. I think they'll get a couple homers, and then the Dodgers just can't keep up, and I think it'll be like a three to one or a two to one, something like that. I'm gonna go with who. I, I want to go with the Braves to win, but I, I say whoever scores first wins, because again they put the pressure back on a team, and, and the Braves haven't necessarily played from behind at all during this postseason. So I think if the Dodgers score first, that puts a little bit of pressure out there. Uh, game three, Rays and Astros. Again, they're playing in San Diego, Petco Park. Uh, really couldn't be much farther away from either of these teams' home locations. Uh, but Tampa Bay, of course, the farther. Uh, the furthest uh, away from Petco Park, uh, Ryan Yarbrough uh, for Tampa Bay hits the mound, and Jose Aquardi, uh will hit the mound for Houston. So it says that it's even. It, it, are even they Stevens over and under eight and a half? I, are they giving it even because the Astros are the home team, even though they're not at home? Because you know how they do that with like football games and stuff like that. Normally, that home field advantage. Yeah, you you normally get like, what like three, three points for home field advantage or something. Yeah, and I don't know what that would be in baseball. Is that like one? Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering. I'm like, clearly, you would think the Rays would be the favored team. I would think so, but there, but the line says even. Is that because the Astros are the home team, even though they're playing across, you know, the country? 
I honestly, I think it's just one of those deals where you're in a championship series. You you always think somebody has like a puncher's chance. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're they're sitting here and going. The Rays have had a lot of success. They just knocked out the Yankees, and then they they're up two zero. So you know the Astros literally have their back against the wall um, with a trash can in front of them. But uh, <laughs> I digress. But uh, uh, what I'm saying is, I think they they understand that the Rays this is do or die game, mm-hmm. and the thing is, you're going to see everything kitchen sink, trash can, whatever uh, going at the Rays. So I think that's okay. why it's even. I can see the, that. The Rays probably, I think it being even uh, tells you that the uh, the Rays are still the the preferred team. Uh, because there's no advantage for the Astros, uh, even though you know it's a backup game and what have you. Uh, but I, I think I think they're just saying uh, if they lose this game, they've lost the series. They're done. But I go with the Rays. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I go with the Rays. But uh, Braves Rays is uh, is the the World Series. I think we're wanting to see here, and uh, I think it would be a really good one uh, for the area and for for a lot of different for a lot of different reasons. But I agree. But. Jeffy Mack, we've uh, we've run through a third of, of today's show, 621 on the clock, and let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, let's talk about the weekend that was college football. Talk about the, the Red River Showdown, Texas-Oklahoma. We'll talk about Alabama's scare versus Ole Miss, and we'll talk about Mississippi State's trek. Since they knocked off LSU, uh, let's just say it's it's been a bumpy road. They took a turn. <laughs> And uh, they've went down a particular creek that nobody wants to be on. But anyway, we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to the grind, 100.9 FM, 8:50 a.m. and streaming at wkvl.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM, 8:50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. And I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. 
Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blount County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show, The Grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end, if the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, The Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. 6 to 7 will no longer be the start time. We will shift to the afternoon grind, 5 to 6 p.m on your afternoon commute home we'll talk hot topics here in blunt county we'll talk big orange sports tennessee sports and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon five to six p.m will be the new grind five to six p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19 five to six p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind 5 to 6 p.m starting october the 19th are you looking to buy or sell a home in east tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve then call tressa lee choir with realty executive associates the market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been take advantage now by calling tressa lee choir 865-221-5610 that's 865-221-5610 with 10 years of experience in our local area tressa lee choir appreciates all blunt county manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible call tressa lee with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday morning edition. Uh, Jeff, if you heard it during the break, um, moving to the afternoons next week. Pretty stoked about that. Yep. That'd uh, be, uh, be a good time. Good times. Yeah, we might be able to get some dinner out of the deals every now and again. Heck yeah. Maybe get some remote action going on 
watching a game, talking about a game, and doing a show. Sounds could, good. Could be fun. Could be fun. We're, we're elite. We're going to go with it. Whether whether it works or not, we're just going to go with it. But 5 to 6 p.m. starting October the 19th. If I didn't say it enough during the promo, I'll say it <laughs> one more time right there. October the 19th, 5 to 6 p.m. And that'll be the, the evening grind. And, and I think – I think for for a lot of people that's gonna that's gonna function function well for people uh, as it's on the way home. the The format will not change. It'll still be sports radio fans' perspective. Uh, so if you want uh, analytical breakdown or coaching uh, points, that's probably not going to be the the show for you. Not the place to go. But if you want just uh, you know armchair kind of reaction, like uh, this is why they're doing it. It's because of the money or. Or just uh, I don't know, kind of even social media trends. Uh, check us out because we we like to try to think we're the heartbeat of uh, of fan bases and of the the what what is it the silent majority? Let, let's go with that. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Something like that. But uh, talk about the uh, the silent uh, silent minority that popped up over the weekend and about stunned college football. A lot of uh, Ole Misses that were supposed to lose heavily to Alabama, not so much. Uh, the the guys like Arkansas that are supposed to just be the doormat for teams like Auburn, uh, maybe not so much. And uh, and and LSU, uh, did did they know they won the national championship a year ago? I think I, they graduated a lot of people, and there's there's several people around the the campus that left. But I mean, they've got to have signage, you know, jewelry, something that told them they won that thing. I think that. We this is exactly what we thought we would see going into this season was that I mean they lost a lot they lost they graduated players people they left for the draft are you are you are in your mind are you thinking Herm Edwards Jets right now they are who we thought they were yeah and I mean don't <laughs> get me wrong I don't think they're a bad team at all I think I think everybody's giving them their best hey. We're playing the defending national champs right now. Hey, what did I tell you when they they came out with a ten game SEC schedule? What did I say? Yeah, give me LSU. Oh yeah, I wanted to play them so bad because I knew it. I knew one. Oh, Ed Orgeron doesn't have a history of being very successful. So how was he going to respond? He was at a mountaintop that he had every opportunity to fall just as much as he had to s- sustain that success. He had lost all those assistants, graduated all those players. Give me LSU right now. And I think they're trying to find their way. I think athletically they still have a lot of pieces. The problem is, is none of those pieces that had ever been on the field at the same time until they needed to see Mississippi State. Right. And then then the very next week they're playing. Then the very next week they're playing. So uh, they're learning on the fly. And and so – uh, I, I don't know that they're a bad team, but man, they're getting uh, they're getting the business here the last few weeks. Yeah, and I and I think that's that's just how their season's going to go. Unfortunately, you know, it, it and I think that's how the SEC's going this year. You know, teams like you said that shouldn't be playing the way that they are, they're like, hey, let's let's just beat up on each other. There's nothing to lose. Why not? I mean, Arkansas, they're they're swinging every single game they play. I mean, they're out that's, there. That's Sam Pittman style, though. I, I yeah. mean, I feel like he's the he's the old hat. He's the guy who's like, you know what? Nobody believes in us anyway. We might as well go win. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I love what they're doing. And, and Saturday was was one of those games or one of those weekends that you really once the the noon games kicked off and you saw how tight they were, you're like. 
I better watch the later games because they're going to be really good. And then when they were really good, you're like, well, I've got to watch the night games because they're going to be it's, good. It's surprising me how many of the early games are actually turning out to be really good. Yeah. And and you, you look at them and you're like, oh, well, you know, that's the noon game. You know, I'll just put it on as background noise. And then you find yourself really, <laughs> you're like, hey, oh, I, whoa. what's going on here? i got to watch this. Yeah, if you look over the weekend, Clemson kind of took care of business over Miami. One, Miami never should have been ranked the number seven team in the country. But Clemson throttles them 42-17. to 17, And really, uh, a late touchdown makes keeps that from being 42-10. to 10. Uh, they, they really uh, they tacked on a late touchdown to kind of make it nice. But Trevor Lawrence, nearly 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Status quo for Clemson. They were one yeah. of the few unaffected by the, the seemed like what was an upset weekend. Uh, Alabama uh, literally uh, gave up the most points in the Nick Saban era at Alabama uh, Saturday as they gave up 48 points uh, to Did Lane Did you see Kiffin's what he was offense. saying after the game that he felt like their offense knew their defense's signals? Y- yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me as Lane Kiffin was the offensive sure. coordinator there, and and the things you remember, yeah. I mean, I think that's another one of those. It's like the baseball player that hit the home run on the, on the run, you know, on the really high scoring game or whatever. There's it, there's a bro code of sorts, but to me, Lane Kiffin's about winning. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of fans anyway. So uh, you only got to play Nick Saban once a year, so might as well just make him mad. Yeah, might as well. He did it, but he did. He sure did. Sixty three to forty eight was the final, and honestly, it was like a it was like a heavyweight fight. I felt like it was more of the Mike Tyson Buster Douglas situation than it was two really really good fighters. But I, I thought Ole Miss, if they had any semblance of a defense, they probably knock off Alabama. Uh, but it was Najee Harris just running wild against uh, against Ole Miss's defense. But then it was uh, Matt Corral or Coral or whatever they're calling him now, uh, and, and those wide receivers just literally chucking it up. And, you know, credit Ole Miss for going and getting it because, I mean, it was a 50 – I don't know that it wasn't a 60-40 ball Alabama sometimes, and then Ole Miss just comes down with it. Yeah, that's what you want. You just have to want it harder, and that, they did. Yeah, and, and, you know, late in that game, Alabama just kind of imposes their will and defensively finally clicks the switch on and stops Ole Miss a couple times. Or, or like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think they were fortunate to get out of uh, Oxford with a win. And I think Nick Saban, this will be another one of those those battle cries that ticks him off for the rest of the season. And whoever they play this weekend, uh, we'll hear about it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be them. Yeah. The next game, Texas A&M actually does finish the uh, the upset alert. 41-38, to they defeat the Florida Gators at Kyle Field and at Texas A&M. And uh, Kellen Mond, you know, we talked at the break, he just had one of those days. He had a Kellen Mond kind of day. Uh, he is – he is a more athletic version of Jared Garantano. He really is. He's he's kind of a head case, kind of, you know, you you need him to be in his well-defined box. Like if he can stand in the pocket, deliver, or knows the, the times when he needs to run or, or kind of plays, you know, they're not scrambles. Uh, Kellen Mond's phenomenal. I mean, he's Josh Dobbs. He's he's every bit of as elusive as, as those names I'm using. So he just had an up game. Uh, he was at home. He felt in the friendly confines of of Kyle Field at at home, and uh, and I think Florida came in kind of uh, again high on their own on their own uh, paper clippings, 
and uh, didn't think Texas A&M. They may be able to swing heavy early, but we'll outlast them at the end. Or we've got more firepower on the back end. And uh, nobody sent Texas A&M that message. No, I, I think Florida has has is riding that offense. And don't get me wrong, that offense is fantastic. It is fun to watch. I mean, they're high-flying. But the problem is they they don't have the defense that they thought they had. And and that showed because you, you, you put up 38, you, you should be winning ball games. But you giving up 41, that's who's, – Who's their D.C.? Is it Todd or – not Todd Orlando. I have no idea. It's one of those. It's one of those guys. Like when you see him, you're like, "Oh, defensive coordinator." What's <laughs> his name? Todd Grantham. Okay, that's their defensive coordinator, and he's caught some heat the last probably year and a half. Well, and that, but and that's because that's not what Florida's known for. Florida's normally known to have a pretty good pass rush and really good corners. Um, well, and and they're they're meant to. It's kind of one of those deals. If you score 21 points, you're going to win a lot of ball games. Yep. And not it, so much. No, no, they got lit up. Yeah. But well, that being said, I would hate to be their next opponent because I think they're going to score 45 on them. Let's see who that's going to be. Their LSU. Next <laughs> is it LSU? It At is home. LSU. Whoa. Oh, they're going to light them up. Could be bad. Could yeah. could be fun, though. Could be fun. You know, maybe LSU finally puts their foot in the dirt and says, no, nope, not today. Uh, but – uh, Texas A&M kind of upsets the apple cart a little bit. Florida falls uh, out of the top five. Uh, Texas A&M will, will, of course, get on that pedestal, and I hope it rides until they in, until we play them uh, here in a few weeks. I'm excited about playing them because uh, Jimbo Fisher and Kellamond, I love that they've already had their good game this season because that means uh, he's used car salesman at its very best. Like, he makes Butch Jones look like a football coach. <laughs> you know how bad that is. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Notre Dame beats Florida State 42-26. to Honestly, I think it's a, it's a bigger um, thing that, that Florida State put 26 on them than, that, than they, that they scored 42. I don't think uh, giving up 26 to a Florida State team that's, that's really struggled uh, for the better part of um, probably the last five years uh, makes you the number five team in the country. So, uh, again, Florida State struggled, uh, but Notre Dame gets the victory nonetheless. I feel like this is going to be another one of those situations where that's an ACC win for Notre Dame, by the way. Yeah, well, it's we're we're throwing that number five on them because one, they're Notre Dame, and two, well, they're winning all their games. Nobody else is playing. Well, well I think it's funny Ohio State still that burns me up that they're like three. Ohio two. State's up there, Penn State's up there, and, and and don't get me wrong, maybe they deserve to be up there. But what have we seen so far this year that makes them be up there? Yeah. Nothing. Not a ting. So, in my opinion, you don't rank them up there until you have seen a reason to rank them up there. Right. So, I mean, because all you're doing, you're taking a spot away from somebody who is playing right now and who's fighting right now. Right. Oh, no, that's That's all you're doing. That's absolutely true. But uh, number eight team in the country, North Carolina, had had their hands full uh, there in Chapel Hill as they – it was really shootout style. I thought I thought this was a basketball score when I first looked at it. Fifty six to forty five. North Carolina beats Virginia Tech. Uh, Sam Howell for North Carolina, two hundred fifty seven yards and three touchdowns. Michael Carter, seventeen carries, two hundred and fourteen yards, two touchdowns. And James Mitchell for Virginia Tech, four catches, one hundred three and a touchdown. Really, the stat leaders uh, for the game. But Mac Brown, uh, he's got North Carolina battling. They they wore the. Uh, 
the they're not black uniforms, but they're super dark navy, and then they've got the argyle around the neck and and stuff. Really good looking uniform. North Carolina rolled out Saturday. Hey, sometimes you have to have those games where you have to score seventy to win. Sometimes you got to look good, feel good, play good, and uh, they look good and felt good, but they really didn't play all that great. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Auburn, Auburn got all they wanted from Arkansas. Arkansas coming off one of their their well their biggest win in the last five years. As uh, the the changing and coaching staff shows you how limited they've been. Uh, they're one and two on the season after a thirty to twenty eight loss uh, to Auburn. Auburn literally. Scored 10 in the first, 10 in the second, took the third quarter break, and uh, scored 10 in the fourth. Uh, really just uh, efficient offensively. I thought they did some nice things there. Bo Nix in a downpour uh, was able to manage this thing. Uh, Arkansas, they're probably the, early in the week, they're going to lick their wounds a little bit because there, uh, there was a questionable call at the end of the game. Was it a fumble? Was it incomplete? And uh, possibly could have given Arkansas the football back with an opportunity to win it. But, um, you know, spilt milk at this point. Auburn gets the victory 30-28. to 28, But uh, I'll tell you this, Felipe Franks, Arkansas, Sam Pittman, um, they don't realize how bad Arkansas has been the last few years. This is a new regime, and they're, uh, they're going in swinging every week. And really, they have nothing to lose. Why not? No, exactly. I mean, you've, you've probably got the best roster you're going to have that you've had for a while. I mean, Felipe Franks, he's been around. Um, you know, he's a senior, so, you know, let's, let's send him out with a bang, you know, throw up a million points every time you play somebody and just see how it falls. Yeah. And, and you know what, he's, he's kind of a little playing with a chip on his shoulder as he, you know, had to, had to kind of exit stage left as he, I don't want to say got pushed out at Florida, but he, he got pushed to the clipboard holder role, role and he just wasn't interested in no. it. Uh, but uh, another game from the weekend, Texas, number 22, Texas, Falls to Oklahoma, 53-45 to in the Red River Showdown. Uh, took overtime to get that done. Actually, four overtime. Now, this was one I did watch. Yeah. And, and it, they were – it was fun to watch. Just going back and forth and back and forth. And then when they hit the overtime, I thought for the longest time, Texas was just going to end it in regulation. And then Oklahoma battles back and – then they just it was just one score after another, one score after another. See, and the thing is, is consistency wins, right? Oklahoma was just more consistent in a in a really ugly football game where there wasn't a ton. Like it was big plays or, or kind of splash situations that kind of opened this one up. But but Texas just didn't get started early enough. They went scoreless in the first and third quarter. Had seventeen in the second, fourteen in the fourth to take it to overtime. And then uh, in the overtime, Oklahoma, steady as you go, touchdown, yeah. touchdown, touchdown, and then Texas couldn't answer, game over. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Oklahoma, I think it had been uh, something stupid like 25 years since they had lost back-to-back conference games or something. And so they, they, uh, they were licking that wound coming off of two, two conference losses, and then they're, they're not going to do it again. So – uh, and they hadn't lost two times to Texas in something like 25 I, years. I watched this game, and it actually made me a little bit excited for when West Virginia gets to play them because I really feel like as long as West Virginia can throw points up, they're going to be able to hang because ain't nobody in the in the Big 12 playing any kind of defense 
at all. I just thought it was funny. You know, None. the one Saturday that the SEC kind of looks rough on, on defense, you know, because that's kind of been the calling card for the SEC for maybe the better part of this, this century. Um, they want to talk trash, and I'm like, really? Like, never do you see defense very much from a Big 12 team or what no. have you. But but I, I thought I thought the matchup was good. And, and it's just a – that's just a good old-fashioned uh, rivalry game. I oh, mean, yeah. Both of those teams, it was very uh, – I thought respectable. I did. I didn't see it get very chippy no. at all. No, uh, it's just a. Like it was just really kind of brow down. Uh, you know, kind of tighten the the belt straps a little bit and go after it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the matchup. But uh, the only really the the rest of the weekend was kind of status quo. Uh, South Carolina drums Vandy forty one to seven. Really, uh, uh, it, it was not that South Carolina was just killing them. It's that Vandy's just really bad. Vandy's not very good uh, on that. Boston College defeated Pitt in uh, in overtime. I know that's going to make you happy. Thirty-one to thirty. Boston College, kind of the blind squirrel effect. Uh, Middle Tennessee gets the win over Florida International, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Kentucky defeats Mississippi State, twenty-four to two. We talk about the Pirate, and and you know, game one knockoff LSU. Mississippi State is like they're back. It's the second coming of Dan Mullen, and, and you know we're we're about ready to be right back in the top ten. And then here comes week number two, boom. And then here comes week number three, air raid offense zero. Uh, they have a, a safety. It's the only reason they got on the on the board. You remember when you were in school and there was that one kid in class who just didn't do good, didn't care, and it, it's never funny when you got a zero on a test. Or if you failed a test by like getting like a sixty-two or something like that, you're like right there. But when you when you have that that kid that would get like a twenty, then you just laugh your butt off because you're like, man, he didn't even care enough to really try, and he still got a twenty. That's what Mississippi State is right now. It's like they're gonna come out, and yeah, they might do good, but then at the same time, they might come out and you get a safety, and then you get to laugh about it because the next weekend after that, you still don't want to play them. Because they might still score 40. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, you almost want to play them after they light somebody up because of the way the ebb and flow goes. Yeah. You never want to play them after a really bad game because, you know, because I think, I think Mike Leach gets bored, and I know he's fresh. <laughs> like, this is the first season in, Miss, in, in Mississippi State, but I think he gets bored, and he's like, you know what, we're going to see how well they do on their own this week. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, we didn't score at all. Yeah, we better go to work this week. We got a safety. We'll try a little harder next yeah, we'll, time. Yeah, we'll go back to the drawing board, and, and I'm pretty sure, like, I, I'd say his emotion is no different this week than it was after the win at LSU. I wonder when they got that safety. Third quarter. Yeah. You think they were excited? Well, I hope. The defense <laughs> – I don't know. I don't know if the defense got to ride the – the airplane and the and the offense had to ride the bus. I don't know. I don't know how that goes. I'm trying to find out who they've got this week. Texas A&M at, in Starkville. I'm going to say it right now. I think this is a high-scoring game. You think Mississippi State wins in Starkville? No. Probably a good point. No. I, you know I, he I think, hasn't won in Starkville. I think Texas A&M still wins, but I think it's going to be like a 38-35 score. They're going to – there's going to – they're going to score so many safeties, you don't even know what to do. You know what's funny? Uh, K.J. Costello, who's the quarterback for Mississippi State, in the second and third game has yet to reach the number of yards he threw in the first game. 
which he did throw for 623 in the first game. They're they're going to get 16 safeties. 16 safeties, not score that's how point and that's win. That's how they're going to get over 30. We have we have completely <laughs> come off the rails. But you know what? It's because Mike Leach let us do it. He, he <laughs> it's put, his fault. He put the 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 situation out there for us to be successful uh in 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 making fun of of mississippi state uh missouri knocks off lsu we talked about that a little earlier 41 or yeah they flipped it i was 45 to 41 espn has this wrong click click on it because if you click on it it says 41 41 no way some IOT guy is like, oh, see, it's still wrong on there. It's still wrong, but it does say they won. They they somehow won with a four four point buffer. But anyway, uh, as as they don't have it right, we probably don't have it right. <laughs> uh, Missouri, uh, Elijah, Elijah Drinkwitz, first victory over the reigning national champ. That's how they're going to write the story, That's even right. though they've been a dumpster fire here in 2020. But hey, let's take our last break of the day. When we come back. We're going to dabble in the NFL. Dak Prescott, uh, what the outlook looks like and how they're going to move forward. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message.
Let me start by saying thanks to the listeners of Blount County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports' morning show, The Grind. Have you been asking yourself if 2020 is ever going to come to an end, if the changes will ever get back to normal? Well, actually, 2020 is going to change one more time here at WKVL. Coming October the 19th, The Grind Sports Morning Show will move to the afternoon. 6 to 7 will no longer be the start time. We will shift to the afternoon grind, 5 to 6 p.m on your afternoon commute home we'll talk hot topics here in blunt county we'll talk big orange sports tennessee sports and also hot topics fresh off the press each and every day again no more six to seven as we shift to the afternoon five to six p.m will be the new grind five to six p.m and we will re-air it 10 to 11 p.m so again coming october 19 five to six p.m the grind goes to the afternoons and we look forward to grinding it out with you on the way home so check it out you don't want to miss it the grind 5 to 6 p.m starting october the 19th not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started call heath barberry at common sense pest control providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in blunt county available services include general pest mosquito and rodent control as well as time out protection and much much more for personalized service call heath barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. No sellouts or pretenders here. Just real sports talk with real personalities. The smart choice is Rocky Top Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, 
I don't know what's more interesting. Are are on-air conversations or off-air conversations? They're equally awesome. Yeah, I just think one uh, requires more editing. <laughs> Yes, than the other. But anyway, anyway, we we got to get on with it. We've we've only got about five minutes to talk, and really, uh, I don't think that's enough time to really dig into the NFL. Really, kind of the takeaway from the weekend was was the Dak Prescott deal. Uh, yeah. I think I think really, uh, you know, all jokes aside, all cowboy jokes aside, because believe me, there's plenty of them out there. Um, you hate to see that for Dak Prescott because he had kind of been a uh, a little bit of an asterisk uh, coming out of Mississippi State. I was fully expecting him to be a uh, a splash in the pan kind of a, a guy. And he had somewhat become uh, – I mean, he was a franchise quarterback. I mean, he literally is riding the tag right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, – but he, he has a compound break on it in his ankle, I guess. I guess that's that's where he broke. I think so. But it was, it was a nasty injury. I mean, uh, it kind of a um, – kind of a crazy injury just to be just to be frank yeah, but it, uh, it looked almost just like he fell the wrong way and the guy that was with him fell the wrong way and just took took him out but yeah. uh you know you saw the emotion on the sideline you saw that and then yesterday uh the uh, uh the the franchise i thought did did a did him service i, I thought pretty well uh, as they they didn't want to really talk about uh, compensation and all the the what this does to the future of the contract da 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 da. They just were really like you know Dak's got to get healthy. Uh, if anybody can do it, Dak Prescott can do it. And uh, and I thought they did fine. I, I you know like I said, ultimately the bean counters are already working. The the abacus oh, yeah. a few dots slid right to left on the abacus right. But I think uh, I think ultimately I mean you look at Alex Smith uh, being able to get back going and play on Sunday in, in really a needed role there, which was kind of ironic. A guy who had had a compound fracture of the leg, not the ankle, uh, but he gets back out there the same day Dak goes down for a, a pretty gruesome uh, kind of a break. But uh, I thought Andy Dalton came in, and, and he's going to be serviceable. Uh, what what did I, I heard him thing. called something last night. It was like uh, Flaming Red or something. I mean, they had a nickname for him. And they I'm call like, him – was it the Blonde Bomber or the – Red bomber or something. I don't know. We'll look that up. But anyway, I thought I, I think uh, Dallas was in one of the best positions they could be in because they essentially their backup was a starter. I mean that's that's where he was in Cincinnati. The only reason that he's not is because they brought in Joe Burrow and they wanted to go a different direction. And I, I like Andy Dalton. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I watched a little bit of that game. When he came in, he was making some good throws. He looked good. Um, the Red Rifle. Red Rifle. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, and yeah, – They dodged the bullet. Red Rocket would have been way worse. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. He He's never had the weapons that he's had. I mean, yeah, he's had A.J. Green, but he's never had a running game. He's never had a really, really good um, wide receiver core that just – the total gambit you know he's normally oh, yeah. had aj green and he's had a decent tight end mm. now at dallas he he's got it all ezekiel elliott i mean he's got a plethora of receivers he's out got there michael that, gallup he's got uh uh, uh amari cooper amari cooper i mean um, and, and then and then he's got a de you know a couple decent tight ends they've yeah. got the jason witten mold uh kind of tight ends down there but no i think i think dallas is going to be okay i i think ultimately 
uh, how emotionally they move forward is going to dictate this deal. Yes. Because uh, you know, I thought I thought they did they didn't necessarily trash Andy, but they were talking about how their leader went down and stuff like that. They're going to have to, unfortunately, the the game sports in general. You got to flip that script. Yeah. You you've got to get to a place to where you're uh, you're moving forward. Uh, and again, you want you wish the best for Dak and and you want him to get healthy. But ultimately, uh, this is Andy's show, and you got to go win for Dak instead of being bad because there's no Dak. Yeah. Agreed. So uh, I, I'll I'll be interested to see how the Cowboys play out. I'm kind of rooting for him, honestly. I know as a Steelers fan, you won't say that, but <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think as we we move forward, uh, how they play may dictate how this uh, off-season of contracts go. But we're out of time. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.